summary of the Sikha. It's a well-known rule that Rashi does not repeat himself for no reason. So if he already explained something previously, he doesn't have to explain it again, unless there are some exceptions. For instance, if he adds a new nuance to the explanation. So then he'll repeat something he said before in order to bring out this new novel idea. Or if he explained something very far back in the in the Chumash, in the many parshas ago, or even separate Chumashim in the, from a different Chumash. In other words, it's a long time ago since the student has learned this, so in order that maybe he forgot, so he repeats something. But in the same parsha, he wouldn't repeat the same exact thing. Which brings the question, in our parsha, Rashi seems, seems to be saying the exact same thing twice. In one Pasuk in the parsha, the Pasuk says, And I, Hashem says to the Yidden, I will send before you my angel, and he will banish the Knani, and the Amairi goes through the six nations that lived in Israel at the time. So Rashi quotes from that Pasuk and he says, I will banish the Knani, etc., the other names as well. And he explains there are six nations here because the Girgoshi left, left before the Yidden got there on their own. They left on their own. That's why they didn't, it's not mentioned here. A few psukim later, it says, I will banish from before you the Amairi and the Knani, etc. And Rashi quotes the word the Amairi, etc. And he explains almost the same thing. Six nations are mentioned here because the Girgoshi had left before. So why does Rashi have to explain twice? Why, the, why only six nations are mentioned, not Girgoshi? Because they had left before. So some want to say that the reason is because in, in the first Pasuk it says, I will send an angel to banish them. In the second Pasuk it says, I will come, meaning Hashem will come and banish them. So the, what Rashi is saying is, that you may have thought now that they hear that, the, uh, that Hashem himself is coming, maybe more nations ran away. So he says, no, they all stayed. The six stayed. The Girgoshi is the only one that left. But if that's the answer, Rashi doesn't mention anything of this at all. He just explains twice that the Girgoshi left on their own without explaining the difference between the two psukim. Another question in the Rashi here. Rashi seems to find it necessary to explain why only six nations are, are mentioned when everybody knows there were seven nations living in Israel. So if that's the case, it happened already a number of times before that the Pasuk mentions twice in Parsha Shmais and once in Parsha Mishpatim that he mentions only the six nations and he doesn't mention Girgoshi so why doesn't he explain it in any of those places only when he gets here he explains it twice so in Pasha Mishpatim it could be explained this way over there it talks about Hashem says I will be sending an angel before you uh, to go to Yisrael and, and, uh, and deal with the nation so Rashi says what do you mean send an, uh, an angel why isn't Hashem going himself he doesn't explain why Hashem is going, isn't going himself, only sending an angel. So Rashi tells us, here he dropped a hint to the Yidden, I will not be coming with you, because you will be committing a sin, and because of that I will say, I'll send an angel instead of going myself. So Rashi himself understands that, and where is it dealt with in this parasha over here? Rashi, Hashem says, you committed a sin, in this parasha we talk about the Egel, 
Because of that, I'm going to be sending an angel, I'm not going to be coming myself with you to Yisrael. So Rashi says, I'm going to have to deal with this in Parsha Kisisa anyway. So I'll explain it over there, and I'll explain also why only six nations are mentioned. I'll explain it there. So fine, you could explain that. But in Shmois, why doesn't he explain it there? Also, you have to understand, even though Rashi says almost the same thing, but he makes slight changes, and we have to understand why. In the first time, the first Rashi says, Shisha Umas Haim, they are six nations. In the second one, he says, there are six nations mentioned here. And this, another difference is, in the first one, he says, and the Girgashi, or rather, as to the Girgashi, they left. Here, in the second time, it says, because the Girgashi had left on their own. Why does it make that change? In the first time, he says, because the Girgashi left on their own. In the second time, he just says, the Girgashi left. He doesn't say on their own. And the fourth difference is that in the, in the Rashi, what he quotes from the Pasuk is always also very precise. So he says, in the first one he says, I will banish the Knani, and then he goes on to explain that it, what about Girgoshi. In the second one he just mentions Eshaimairi, names the, na- the first name of the six nations that are mentioned, etc. And he says etc., but he doesn't say, I will banish the Amairi. So why that difference? So first of all, to simply explain the difference between Shmois and our parsha, Why the difference? Why Rashi over there doesn't explain it? In Shmois, the reason that the six nations are mentioned, the, or the nations of the land are mentioned, is not because they are not the focus of the discussion there. Hashem is saying to the Eden, I'm going to take you out of Mitzrayim, and I'm going to bring you to the land, to the good land, and the land flowing in milk and honey. And he explains, what, what am I talking about? Where is this land? He says, it's the place with the Knani and the Amiri and the Prizi and he goes on to mention the six nations that live there now so it's just, in other words, it's a pointer to know which territory he happens to be talking about, he's not really talking about the nations themselves so one could, so therefore there's no question really why he doesn't mention Girgoshi because it's possible that the area that the Girgoshi lived was not the best place, it wasn't the place flowing in milk and honey it wasn't that beautiful land, maybe that was a secondary area in that in Israel so he doesn't mention that one but in our parsha, where he's talking about what are we going to do with these people how are we getting rid of them I'm going to send my malach to, to banish them for you or in the second passing I'm going, to, I'm going to come banish them for you so over here we're talking about them so the question is why doesn't he, what, what about the Girgoshi how are we getting rid of them so that's why Rashi asks it but even in our parsha, there's a difference between the two psukim the first pasuk He's describing, I will banish the Knani and the Amiri and so on. So in other words, it's talking about, Hashem is describing about getting rid of the people so that the Yidin can move in. So the question is, why doesn't he mention Girgoshi? How are we going to get rid of them? How are we going to getting rid of Girgoshi since he doesn't mention it? So Rashi answers, they left on their own. There was no need to deal with them at all. Fine. And that's why Rashi says, they left on their own which explains in this Pasuk why he doesn't mention the Girgoshi I'm explain, explaining to you how I'm going to banish them Girgoshi left on their own I don't need to mention them there's no need to deal with them the second Pasuk on the other hand the method of banishment is not the focus of that Pasuk what the, the order of the Pasukim there is I am going to be banishing the nations from Eretz Yisrael. You're going to be moving in. 
So you have to be very careful how you treat what's, uh, what the, the nations themselves which you're coming to war against. Don't make a treaty with them. Don't, you have to destroy all the Avaidah that they had. He teaches them how to deal with the people there. So the real subject is, how do you deal with the people that are there when you arrive? It's not about the nations themselves. How do you deal with them? That's why Rashi says that Vav Umas Yeshkan, there are six nations here. What does that mean? You only have to know how to deal with six nations because Girgashi had already left by the time you came there. So you don't even have to know how to deal with the Girgashi. They're not here. There's only six left. That's why I'm telling you only the six that are here because they're the ones you're going to have to deal with. Because as the Pasuk says, do not ma- for instance, do not make a treaty with the people that live there. The Girgashi doesn't live there. That's why there's no need to mention Girgashi anymore in this context. And that's why Rashi doesn't mention the word Me'elav on their own. Because it's, it's not relevant that they left on their own. The only thing that's relevant in this Pasuk is they left. Who cares how? They left, so they're not here anymore. But over there, in the other one, it says, Ki Hagirgoshi. In this passage, Rashi says, Ki Hagirgoshi. The reason I, you don't have to, I don't have to tell you Girgoshi here is because they've already left. So there's no need to learn how to deal with them. It's not relevant to this discussion of how to deal with the people that are still there. The Girgoshi already left. So you don't have to, I don't have to mention Girgoshi here. So everything falls into place. Rebbe often mentions halacha that, seem, that Rashi seems to allude to certain halacha, even though it's not a book of halacha, but he gives insights in halacha. So we have something here too. One could ask the question in regards to Girgoshi. Do the laws that Hashem is, is enumerating here, don't make a treaty with them, and so on, these laws, does it pertain to Girgoshi as well? Or do we say, the Girgoshi were not there, so it doesn't pertain to them? Or perhaps you could say, no. At the time when Hashem commanded these laws, which was years earlier, they were there. So therefore, the laws apply to them too. And let's say they show up again. They want to move back into Israel a year later. Do we have to treat them the same as all the other seven nations? That's a question that could be asked. So from the way Rashi puts it in this Rashi, where he says, there are six nations Yeshkan. They are here. The six nations are here. Because the, uh, the Girgashi had already left. From this it seems that what Rashi is trying to say, the only reason Hashem only has to mention, didn't mention Girgashi, is because there are only six here now. But had there been Girgashi here, they would also be included in it. Do they, if they should show up again, yes, they're included in it. The only reason that he's not mentioning Girgashi is because there happened to be no Girgashiites here. Had they been here, of course he would mention them, they would be included. So Rashi seems to be coming down on the side of that the Girgashi is included in this, in these, uh, these laws which he's explaining in this week's parasha. Now to understand, Rashi always speaks also in the, uh, on, on, to, it speaks to the inner dimension of Torah. It describes certain things in the spiritual approach or the spiritual avavayda of a person and this Rashi is no different there seems to be a difference in the way Rashi words it on the, in the first Rashi says the Girgashi uh, left on their own and the other one the Girgashi uh, left 
they see, Rashi seems to be describing two separate uh, orders of time. The, the, the way it happened, he seems to be describing it in opposite ways. How so? In the first one, he says, there are six nations, and the Girgoshi left before them. What does that sound like? After Hashem dealt with the six nations, they went to war against them, then the Girgoshi left. When did the Girgoshi leave? After the six nations were dealt with. In the second one, Rashi says that the Girgoshi, he only mentions six nations because, because the Girgoshi had left. So it sounds like before they got to deal with the six nations, the Girgoshi had left before that. So it seems to be contradictory, but it doesn't have to be contradictory necessarily, because one could explain easily that uh, for the most part the Girgoshi left immediately before he dealt with the other nations. But some of them hung around, and let's see what happens. And once they defeated the six nations, they said, you know, we got to get out of here. So perhaps that explains that difference. But it's more important how it how it's going to be explained in the spiritual sense. So the spiritual meaning is, of this is as follows. We know that the seven nations represent seven, the seven negative character traits. Just as there are character traits in Kedusha, Chesed, Gevura, in the way we serve Hashem, there is also the way the Klippa expresses itself in, in the seven different ways, the seven character traits. Like Chesed of Klippa could mean a person that shows kindness or closeness with somebody that he shouldn't. Like somebody else's wife is not where you should express chesed, closeness, for instance. But klipa does. So the six, there are the six uh, character traits, and the seventh one, the girgoshi, represents malchus. And the meaning of the girgoshi left on its own means this. Malchus, it says, has nothing of, an its, of its own. It just channels all the things that it receives from the six character traits to the next um, to the next level or to the next generation like a mother that is malchus, feminine creates a new child and then sends out a new child into the world and that's also the function of malchus to take things from the higher levels and to bring it down to a further world so if you look at it that way if a person is able to, to successfully neutralize the six negative traits, then what's Malchus left with? Nothing. There's nothing to express any negative anymore. Because Malchus expresses, what it mean, Malchus means the thought, speech, and action, which means how, do, how does a person carry out the things that they want to do, that they're driven to do? You think about how to do it, you talk about how to do it, discuss it, and then you do it. So they, Malchus expresses thought, speech, and action in order to bring some, make something happen. But if you don't want to do anything, if you're not driven to do anything negative, then of course Malchus is just naturally neutralized. On its own, it becomes neutralized. However, that is not always how one neutralizes Malchus. Because a person is not always successful, most often not successful, with neutralizing the six negative impulses usually we're not able to do that a Bainani does not have control of their impulses, the only thing that they can actually control, a Bainani can actually control is their behavior which means you only control your Malchus, I don't want to think what I shouldn't, I will not allow it to happen, I will not say anything that I shouldn't, I certainly won't do anything that I shouldn't, 
Do I want to do those things? Yes, the six negative impulses are working full time, as the Tanya says. So that's the second way of neutralizing malchus, which is to make sure control behavior. That's the difference between these two approaches of Rashi. If a person's say a way of uh, approaching the world is not as a bainani, but you go first, you neutralize chesed, you make sure that your chesed is in order, then the gevura is in order, and you go through your six impulses and and make sure that they're working fine. So then, first you dealt with your six nations. And then Girgoshi vacates on its own, as we explained. That's the way Rashi describes it, actually. It happens on its own. And it, may, and it seems that first they dealt with the six nations, and then Girgoshi vacated on its own. Because that's how it happens in this order, in this level of Avedah. But in the second pasuk, where it talks about mitzvahs, these are the things that you need to do when you get to Eretz Yisrael. That's how you're going to deal with it. So over there, what's most important? What do I do? A person's first, first place of defense is to control your behavior. This is what I may do, this is what I, I may not do. So then we're talking about dealing with Girgoshi before we get to work on the seven, the other six midas, the other six nations. So that's why Rashi says, words it in a way that it seems that the Girgoshi left ahead of time before the other six nations, because that is the order in which for most people it's going to be. That first you have to deal with your thought, speech, and action with behavior, and then you can get to refining your character as well. And that's why Rashi says, Vav umus yeshkan. There are six nations. In other words, you haven't finished dealing with the six nations. Maybe you haven't even begun. That's why you have to deal with Girgoshi. You have to make sure that the Girgoshi gets out of the way, is, is dealt with, and then you might be able to get to the six nations as well. And when we successfully deal with the seven Midas, then we will get to having conquered also the ten nations because when Mashiach comes, it says we will also conquer the Kenik Nizivikadmaini, and that represents uh, intellect as well as Keser, and that will happen when Mashiach comes, should be speedily in our days.